I want to help you become a thriving artist. But in order to do that, I, me, Andy Marshall, needs to become a thriving artist myself. Or I'm just some random guy talking. So we've got to help me to help you become a thriving artist. Now how do I do this? I've got no idea. But I've got plenty of ideas. If you can have them at the same time. And if I sound lost, you're right. But you can find me, your guide, at the fork in the road. Let's go. Hello, so this is a bit of an experimental uh, video podcast episode because I want this to kind of be a live recording of a podcast while I'm playing um, my artwork, which I've been creating at the same time, and kind of, you know, a bit of an update on where I'm at, where I'm at now, what I'm drawing here is the last... um, double page of the Elijah and Crumpet Kids book. I'm doing the final editing on that stuff. And um, with these lives, I imagine sometimes I will be actually drawing on my phone and other times it will be a playback like this. Um, Because this is kind of a first one um, podcast recording, I thought, you know, I'll play it as a recording and then I'll kind of talk through what I was wanting to talk about. was how to treat your art like a business um, because I think it's time to start being a bit serious about trying to for me probably for you to try and um, turn it into a bit of a business and start making money from it because um, I'd much rather be doing that than mowing lawns I don't mind mowing lawns but anyway so the first thing you know is income and wherever I look and wherever I think and where and whenever I know about doing stuff for my artwork I think the biggest problem is is that we don't charge enough um, and the reason I think why you don't charge enough is because you enjoy I enjoy what I'm doing you enjoy what you're doing you know it's a fun thing making art so um, you feel guilty for charging for it um, But I heard something interesting. Um, It was another completely unrelated um, podcast episode um, about science. But, you know, it relates to art. It was was all about the placebo effect. And um, there was some interesting stuff. And, you know, it's proven that the placebo effect works, by the way. Some people will have, you know, they'll go in for knee surgery or something like that. And half of them they'll operate on and half of them they won't operate on. Um, but the ones they don't operate on, they'll still do a little cut. And, um, and they'll tell everyone that they did the surgery. And it turns out that, the, uh, you know, <laughs> amazingly, m- most of the people that had the surgery which wasn't a surgery at all it was a placebo surgery actually made a full recovery and said oh it's so much better now and all this kind of stuff and there's also another thing as well where um they did tests on um on wine and they did these kind of blind tastings i think that's what you call it blind tasting where they had all this wine cheap stuff told people that it was really expensive um and then they actually thought it was really good (laughs) and and there's this other thing as well of like you know if you're because we're in the science thing like if you if you um have a have a tablet um that's a placebo you know it'll have some effect if something's injected into your body it's considered you know upping the stakes more um you'll be considered to you know uh, see more 
dramatic results. And if you have like, you know, a thing with a surgery, you, you know, so it's like the more you up it, the more you think you're going to benefit from it or, or the perceived value that people have on it. So basically, if you're charging five bucks for your art, 20 bucks for your art, people are going to just think, well, it's not very good art. If, it's, <laughs> if I'm not paying much for it. So basically, I think art is one of those things that, you know, you're probably better off. Because um, this was a thing back when I was running the cinema as well. I'd rather have, I'd rather charge what it was worth and only have one show or sell one piece rather than having to deal with doing lots and lots of pieces. So, um, because that's more work and, and you know, that's what makes your life more hard and difficult and time pressures and all this kind of stuff. But um, what I have as the next thing was um, is getting lots of revenue streams as well. So not only charging more, but having lots of revenue streams, thinking of what else you can do. I think a lot of the successful artists that I see out there um, have got Skillshare things, have got courses, they've got um, merch, they've got their art, they've got their prints from their art. They're doing live streams on Twitter, Twitter, no, not Twitter, Twitch, um, where people can donate money or, you, you know, it's basically, and, and that can happen on YouTube as well. It's basically trying to get as many of those things happening all at once. Um, so then you can get lots of, um, well, it's, it's, it's security, I suppose, and you're not more dependent on selling one piece of artwork each month or something like that I don't know um and um so revenue streams and content content marketing plan I think is the next one and an important thing with content marketing I'm gonna have a sip of my coffee here um because I've been struggling with working out the best content marketing plan and I think it's you know, best to find the one that suits you, doesn't doesn't take away too much of your time. Um, that's why I'm trying to do, like, if I can do, if I can talk about a topic while I'm doing artwork in a live, have it kind of wrapped up in about half an hour, like whether I get my art completed or not, um, whether it's a time-lapse playback or whether it's me doing it live. Um, and that way... That video can be a video on YouTube, it can be a podcast that goes out as well. It can be cut into clips, which can be put in Instagram stories and TikTok. Um, It's trying to be as economical with your time as possible by at the same time actually creating something that's valuable and worthwhile for people to spend their time watching. Um, I don't know. This is a bit of a weird format there because I've got a few notes and, you know, as podcasts, when I'm on a podcast, I'm normally driving along just riffing, but I'll glance down at my bullet points because I'm trying to make it a valuable thing. Um, and also, yeah, in the content marketing thing, that thing about that Michael Worf mentioned in his last thing, like if you can be creating content and getting paid for creating that content at the same time, as well as getting paid for the art that you're making, you know, that's a good double up. Um, And the other thing as well, so like if you live, if you're, you know, doing, you're documenting your process online, um, 
it's basically your business. It's, it's looking through the window of your business. It's behind the scenes. So I think something which I've got to do um, is be more um, what's professional, punctual, that kind of thing, showing up kind of thing. So like if I've got a set schedule of lives, a set schedule of um, podcasts, I put my artwork up every day, um, stuff like that. I need to kind of stick to it. Like I, I do have kids, I do have my lawn mowing business um, and all this other stuff as well. But one way to stay up to date with that is to maybe get a bit ahead of yourself so you know that you make those posting times. Um, and that way anyone who's watching your content who might be thinking about, hey, you know, um, I want to get this guy to do some illustrations for me or whatever, they know that you're creating every day, um, even even potentially if you're not creating every day, if you've got content coming out every day, it gives that feeling like you're showing up every day, you're putting in the effort, and um, and I think that's really important to be professional with your... Um, I mean, even though it's low budget, like I'm just on the phone, on the couch in the lounge room, using cellular data, who knows how much data this is going to use... Um, normally I'm on my library's Wi-Fi, um, but you know, I'm doing a podcast at the same time, so that's cool, you know, um, consistency, yeah, um, and the other thing is if you're working in some kind of field, you know, like not art, you know, if you're, if you're a, a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, you'd be, be constantly upgrading your skills and going to conferences, you know, when, when there's not a global pandemic on and all this kind of stuff and kind of educating yourself. Um, and I think it's um, important to do that as an artist. And I don't think it's a bad thing to do that online either and show what you're learning and share what you're learning as well, because that will help others it will show other people um potential clients you know what kind of drawing different drawing styles you can do what learning um you know what you've learnt so i think incorporating learning um and i think also taking yourself seriously like because the whole thing is like you've got to plan you know if you've got a job you've got your set times you've got to show up and you've got to do stuff and and when it's art you kind of do it in your free time it's just kind of um it's just what you it's just the way it's been it's the way it feels it's all you know you don't if you kind of feel a bit guilty if you you know you could be out there mowing lawns making money and and you're kind of home having fun creating artwork and go but it's still something that you can get paid for and maybe getting paid for. Uh, um, so I think you need to block in time and treat it and be, I don't know, it's hard when you've got kids and a job and a this and a that. And um, But even if it's a small amount of time, and block it in and schedule it in. I think that's what I need to do. These are all things, like I'm saying it like I'm saying it to you and I am saying it to you, but I'm also saying it to me because these are all things that I think that I need to do. Um, coffee time. Don't know if anyone's going to show up on the live. It's just a quick one. I'm thinking I kind of try and want to go live 
every day this is the worst one because this is the very first one i've done in this format um i'll need to look back on it and see how it goes as a podcast um it'd be great to get some people in in the future and get a bit of interaction um talking about stuff but i just thought i'd churn out a quick one today while i had this pre-recorded stuff that i've been doing this morning um finishing the last page of the elijah and crumpet kids book um and in terms of taking it seriously as well, I think rather than meandering along and doing, you know, I might do this, I might do that, and, you know, because that's the way artists kind of like to roll, um, is create a business plan. Like, it doesn't have to be a big document. Like, I did one. I had my travelling cinema business. I got a grant to start that 20 years ago. Um, and... Um, and it was a thick document. But I think if you did like a kind of a, a bullet point version of that with goals, kind of income estimates that you wanna hit, and how are you gonna how are you gonna hit those income things? Like look realistically at what you can sell, what you can do, um, within the time frame of how many hours you've got in the day and kind of work out what you need to be charging. And if you need to be charging a reasonable amount, then charge a reasonable amount because you're probably doing another job like me. Um, you know, I'll still exist if I had no art at all. Um, I'd go mad, I'd go insane, but I'd be able to exist on a financial level. So I think you need to kind of have that stability underneath you. Um, to allow you to charge right otherwise your art churning out your art is going to be just like being in a sweatshop and do you want to be in a sweatshop for your own artwork I think you kind of the shine will wear off it after a while and I'm actually sitting in a chair I don't have like some weird spinal thing um but anyway um so I don't think you want to be a slave to your art um and you know if you're charging enough you get a few few sales come in and um and then you're more likely to be able to because people will value your art because you're charging enough for it they can see you're putting in the time they say they see you're putting in the study you're learning you're doing work on it every day you're bettering yourself you've got a community of people that you've drawn in around you and your work um and i think that kind of builds respect and i think clients will come that's what i'm hoping i've already you know had one client I've taken way too long to draw this book I'm thinking what I should have done. I mean, in in hindsight, it's easy, but um, it's like I really love the storyboarding part. I really love um, the sketching and the sketching out of the pages and the planning and the initial drawings. And I'm thinking in the future, that's kind of a thing I'm going to focus on, the line work, the drawing, the aesthetic. It's kind of like because my filmmaking background it's like storyboarding and you know you choose what's in the in the frame and what's out of a frame and that's kind of the real exciting part i i do enjoy the coloring of it but it takes so long um i'm gonna get because i've been illustrating on this i mean seriously i've been illustrating on an iphone 7 um so i'm gonna be getting an uh ipad so in terms of taking yourself seriously you do need to invest at some point in time <laughs> because um because this has probably slowed me up a hell of a lot because i'm drawing little lines and stuff like this with this pen um and um and the other thing is is if i can find someone who i can work with that is um really talented who can just work to my um 
color color palette and work from like now that I've got an actual book if we're doing more Elijah and Crumpet books we have kind of a color palette to work with and um, and so you know I could potentially draw a book in a month and if I've got one or even two people coloring it um, one a month sure I'll be getting paid a lot less for it but I'll be able to get a lot more of them out in a year um, because I don't think taking this long to create a book uh, especially for someone else is <laughs> well start off with it's not profitable um, and second of all um, it's not fair on the client either so um, so yeah that's kind of my lessons learnt from um, you know taking it seriously looking at the big picture working out what strengths are your strengths and playing to those and getting extra people in to help if need be stuff like that um but you know this is the first kids book that i've been doing so i'm learning as i as i go along um and the other thing as well with a business plan i think you know it can't all be about money um i'm trying to my whole thing is the whole fork in the road thing is like you know are you stuck in the road between starving and thriving artists and how can I as I'm creating artwork help like because I want to become a thriving artist and if I document my journey and I become a thriving artist then that becomes you know the lessons that I've learned might become valuable for other people as well so I'm hoping um that's kind of my my mission <laughs> that um people can do the creative work that they want to do and they can live off that and do that as a job um, if they want to some people don't mind their day jobs I personally would be quite happy if I didn't have it as a day job I've got two compressed discs in my spine and mowing lawns every day it's not exactly what I call barrel of laughs um, but that's what I kind of I want to get out of that I want to be creative I want to be creative every day I want to and that's why you need money but it can't always be about money so it has to be about providing value for other people and I want to provide value for my clients or whatever who I draw for illustrate for and also for anybody who I any artists who I can help along the way in any way um it's kind of it's kind of what drives me kind of what excites me and um and yeah and I think kids books is something which I just connected with because my drawing style I kind of draw like a kid anyway I might evolve who knows I'm gonna you know do some courses once this book's done and um, do some courses on uh, face um, you know doing comic faces and and doing comic style kind of um, people and things like that because I can see where I'm lacking I need to build up some skills and um, improve on that so um, yeah that's kind of my journey at present that's kind of what I'm thinking I need to do this is my list this here is my list of like you know how do I treat art, my art like a business and it might help you um, in treating your art like a business I'm kind of thinking that sadly marketing has to be about 50% of your time and whether you can 
incorporate your marketing time into your creation time like doing live streams like this except I'm not actually drawing right now I will be there in the future I have done some in the past sketchy lives where I'm doing it live um, or even doing actual physical sketching um, that's a good way of marketing and creating your work at the same time and um, that's like what Michael Wolf was saying with Twitch so if you could be doing that you're creating content you're making your art and you're potentially getting some money in from your live streams on Twitch or whatever, that could be a really good thing. Um, so, yes, thank you everyone um, who's watching on the playback um, because it's just a quick 20-minute thing. I didn't invite anyone. I didn't put it up on social. So, um, yeah, but if you're um, watching the playback and you're not subscribed please subscribe that would be lovely and um and yeah thank you very much for checking out the video and leave something in the comments if you will to let me know that you've been here um if you're listening on the podcast uh, come and check out my YouTube channel, Andy Marshall, and um, then I can hopefully chat with you live while I'm doing art or while I'm just reading out a podcast idea I've had, um, ponderings. Um, anyway, um, have an awesome creative day, people, and I will catch you next time. I would love, love, love to continue having this conversation that I had with myself, with you, over on Twitter. If you've got anything to add or had an epiphany, I love a good epiphany, and I'd love it even more if you shared it, because your epiphany might cause someone else to have an epiphany, causing a domino tsunami of epiphanies, and it can all start at Andy C. Marshall on Twitter. I'll catch you tomorrow at the Fork in the Road.